Try to say this, Mr. Knox, please. Through three cheese trees, three free fleas flew. While these fleas flew, freezy breeze blew. Freezy breeze made these three trees for freeze. Owen. Freezy trees made freeze. Owen. trees. Free Dude, shut up. I'm trying to listen to Taste Like Fried Chicken. Broadcasting from the guard shack in the parking lot of the fish processing plant next to the shipyards in downtown Halifax, this is Taste Like Fried Chicken. Another heater from the burner sparking light of fluid. If you could find a crew that's any how to find the do it. Now what kind of music echoes through the catacomb? Home is where the heart is, so the heartless never had a home. Hey people, how you doing? My name is Owen. I'm here to bring you the third episode of Taste Like Fried Chicken, or um, the third episode you're going to hear. Uh, turns out last week we did actually record a great episode with my buddy Floyd, and we couldn't use it. Technical difficulties. My apologies for that, but we are going to try to stick to a weekly schedule from now on. Um, this is Taste Like Fried Chicken, as I said. It is Saturday, November 17th, 2012, and I'm... Um, I'm going to do some begging to start out with. I beg you for feedback. We've been getting some great feedback. Um, and um, I would love to hear some Ask Chill questions in some voicemail form. If you are willing to do that, if you're not, that's cool. But if you are, or you have complaints, questions, any sort of compliments, anything at all, 1-888-882-2887 is the number to call. And uh, that'd be great. Otherwise, owenandchill at gmail.com is our email address. That's all one word. Owen and Chill at gmail.com. I am at Captain O Dog on Twitter. If you care, I don't. Um, also, uh, we are here courtesy of the Chonilla.com network. And um, as such, uh, if you'd like to get a hold of Clove or Shirley, they are at Clovisaurus on Twitter or at Shirasaurus on Twitter. And if you guys are going to chat about us on uh, on Twitter, which many of you have been doing, and we really appreciate it, it's been awesome getting all that great feedback if you could possibly use the hashtag TLFC that'd be great uh, that hashtag is also applied to football in some fashion I don't know how but I can sift through it uh, so that'd be great if you could do that and um, I just want to give a little bit of props a little bit of shout out to our um, mommy and daddy pretty much at the black guy who tips uh, that's um, Rod and Karen over there Chill and I would not have met if it wasn't for those guys they are on Twitter also at say that again that as in D-A-T for Karen the lovely Miss Karen who has been live tweeting our last show and uh, I can't thank enough and uh, at Rodimus Prime for Rod, and uh, they're awesome people, they're wonderful folks, and they are pretty much responsible for this whole thing starting. Uh, not as responsible as uh, Clove and Shirley, obviously, because they're the ones putting us out there, but um, yeah, so uh, if you want to, uh, you know, take a minute and check them out, follow them, they're, uh, they're awesome. And uh, this week, and hopefully in the coming weeks, we actually have a sponsor. Uh, that's www.peterdiamond.ca. He's going to be providing the cover art for uh, the upcoming episodes, this one included. And uh, he also did the cover art for the first one. That's my bro. Go check his stuff out. The prints are beautiful. He does amazing art. And um, yeah, check him out. He's, uh, he's our sponsor, so we love that. And uh, again, sorry about last week, guys. Uh, I don't want to put out something that uh, I'm not 100% happy with, so we're not going to. It's going in the vault. Maybe someday we'll be able to release that. But for now, you know, 
unfortunately. We'll get Floyd back on at another time. Uh, we'll try to do another episode with him. And, um, yeah, so uh, basically uh, we are here today with my buddy Neil, a good friend of mine uh, since high school. And, uh, Neil, this is my sister from another Mr. Chill. Chill, how are you doing? Neil, how are you doing? Good, 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 good. And I'm doing fine as well. Nice. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's the intros. Um, basically, I was thinking we'd get started by uh, talking to you a bit, Neil, just uh, so people can find out who you are. Um, we've been buddies since high school, pretty much, um, uh, where we lived uh, in Fredericton, New Brunswick, tiny little buttfuck town, even tinier than uh, Halifax and Ottawa. I think you're in Ottawa now, right? Yep, yep, I am indeed. I'm in Ottawa West. Yeah, so we sort of pretty much uh, started hanging out uh, around the time that, um, well, we were hanging out for quite a while before that. We were both in the punk rock music scene uh, and sort of, let's, you know. Let's not forget the days, the days of the shed. The shed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. When I first moved to Fredericton in grade 11, uh, my parents had this, uh, it was actually it used to be a, a fucking carriage shed behind their house. Uh, the house was that old. It was, it was for horses. And uh, basically everybody used to go there and get drunk and, and whatever else. And uh, that's, that's kind of where we met up, if I remember correctly. I remember uh, we bonded one night over your buddy Matt uh, trying to, to get drunk and stoned and trying to tear the shed down at about 2 in the morning with an axe. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, man, that was brutal. Which Matt was that, Mersero? <laughs> I think so, the bad yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's right. Yeah. The shitty Matt, yeah, yeah. The shitty <laughs> Matt. If he's out there, uh, the shitty yeah. Matt, I don't get <laughs> I won't go that far, but, you know, we haven't talked in a while, so fuck yeah. it, whatever. I'm sure he's not listening. Um, yeah, so... Um, that's uh, kind of where we got to know each other, playing music and bands and stuff. And I remember uh, you used to be like one of the things I remember about you was like your crazy uh, lyrics and and uh, the hinky song stuff like that. Um, like, are you still playing music? I do. I play uh, kind of a one man band type of thing, and and uh, just me and a guitar, vocals, and a kick drum. I do that once in a while, and then uh, I double up uh, sometimes. Uh, I have another bandmate that joins in with me, and we do kind of uh, the same kind of act, and it's called uh, Bad Bean Posse, and we just do it here in town. We play, a, we usually play a, a couple of shows annually. Uh, we play a, a Halloween show. Uh, sometimes we play a street corner. Uh, sometimes we'll play in a sewer. No, I'm just joking. But you know, we, I mean, we just basically at this point, it's just uh, it's an occasional thing. But uh, but it, you know, it's still fun, and 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 then I still. Uh, and I still try to try to get out and, and, and play music whenever I can. And, and every so often I'll form a, a kind of an offbeat band. Uh, you know, I've had a couple different different bands over the years, be it you know, rock or hip hop or whatever. So, uh, so you know, I, you know, I could be doing a country band today and it could be a hip hop band tomorrow. And the next <laughs> day it could be, you know, some kind of Asian, you know, jazz fusion type thing. Who knows, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I always, do. I always remember. Like that's one of the things I liked about you to start out with was uh, that you're very like non-judgmental and sort of anything goes type of dude. So your your hip hop act, uh, unexplained bacon, is uh, no longer uh, around. That was a Toronto thing, wasn't it? Right. Well, we're like the we're kind of like the 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 Rolling Stones of hip hop, except nowhere <laughs> near nowhere near as famous without the kind of talent and or the <laughs> Or the, 
or the money or the drive or the uh, groupies or or the groupies or the drugs or anything else. Well, we kind of had the drugs, but that was, uh, you know, we we still do that, and we're actually planning on. We have taken a long hiatus, and that my my longtime uh, uh, partner crime Carl. Uh, has you know has been doing different things and living in Toronto and you know he's doing uh, he's been doing a, a hip hop act with his buddy Ray for about uh, uh, four years now called uh, uh, Hush Money. Anybody that's listening, check them out. Hush Money cool. Toronto, great. Uh, Got to give him props. But yeah, and him and I are actually uh, setting up for a new uh, uh, album now, and then we think we've got one or two more in us. So the next album. Um, uh, we'll probably uh, we're working on on some beats now and putting stuff down and maybe maybe that'll co- that'll come together within the next you know six months or year whenever it does and then uh, and it'll have some old stuff that we never released before on it um, uh, and then uh, we may put that together and then that may drop uh, sometime in the uh, sometime in the new year. Well, definitely make sure to to let me know about that. I'm always uh, trying to promote my friends and, and their stuff. And on, on this uh, kick about um, the uh, Backburner crew lately, uh, they've got a new album coming out soon, and they've got a, another one that's uh, really good, Heat Wave. All you out there, check that out. It's it's, it's good shit. Uh, we're going to be featuring a song by one of their um, uh, one of their groups uh, known as Swamp Thing. It's, it features some of their members. Uh, they got an album coming out called Free Creature Feature, and uh, we're going to p- be playing one of their pieces at the end. Uh, it's all about like uh, science fiction uh, movie-related material. So they're they're awesome. So yeah, let me know when uh, when that comes out. We'll definitely uh, feature some some tracks from that if it doesn't suck ass. Uh, and, um, so like, how's Ottawa treating you? I know, uh, last time we talked about Toronto, you basically had moved out of Toronto after that. Well, I mean, not directly after, but close to, um, when you actually had to witness a shooting in, uh, in the park there, uh, any shootings in Ottawa? No shootings here. No shootings in my neighborhood. There was one in the market last a couple weeks ago, but none that I've been privy to. Yeah, that was crazy. That's around the time that I decided I didn't want to live in Toronto anymore, having to take care of a guy that had been shot in the leg practically right in front of us. So, you know, I, I, I guess I had I kind of had enough then, and I just kind of packed my shit up and, and kind of moved on. Ottawa's been good. Uh, I moved into a large haunted house, um, bought a telescope, uh, a plan to conquer the moon or, you know, Jupiter or whatever, you know what I mean? Yep, that yep. that may actually be a... a oh, a, Jesus. A, a fan, uh, some kind of fantasy. Um, I don't know. I, I might. I might have dreamed that. I might have actually dreamed buying the telescope too, which is weird because I actually don't see a telescope around me. So <laughs> that might have actually been a dream too. So I don't know. That's just just kind of something neither here nor there. I don't know. You can just ignore that I said that. Um, yeah. Yeah. We can edit that out later. Um, you can yeah, definitely sure. ed- you can edit that out because that you know <laughs> that may be incriminating in some way or other. Me owning a telescope. Um, yeah. If anybody does conquer the moon, I won't uh, rat on you. But this will be going out on the internet, so you know. Exactly. So you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I got and I got a thing out for Jupiter too. I. You know, yeah. I, fuck Jupiter, man. Lady Jupiter, Jupiter. For fucking pussy. Uh, it so, is. Um, yeah. Uh, are you seeing anybody at the moment? I, I, last time we talked, uh, you were. Um, are you still? Mm-hmm. Beautiful little girl uh, in uh, in in Toronto. Uh, going up to see her in a couple of days. Uh, great girl. Um, now uh, not here in town, unfortunately. But you know, uh, but you know, long distance relationships are kind of like the uh, 
kind of like this, the you know the thing that goes on today. Uh, I call it the outs- uh, relationship outsourcing. So um, <laughs> you know, I have an outsourced relationship. So that's that's kind of the way it is. So at least it's not New Delhi. That's you know, exactly. not so far. That's that what would, like two hour drive, something like that. Yeah, exactly. What Delhi? Oh no, that's no, not, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toronto's not that far from Ottawa, though, right? Like it's probably like two hours or something. Oh, it's about five hours. Five. Five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mon- Montreal is a little closer, so I mean, if you find a nice French girl in Montreal, you're pretty much set. But I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gone there yet, so maybe. I soon. happen. I happen to know a couple of people in Montreal. Uh, they uh, gibberish talk a lot, but they may be able to set you up if this one doesn't work out. How how long have you been seeing this one? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, for well since uh, since about the summer. You know, I've known this girl for about uh, four or five years now, and her and I uh, just kind of hit it off again uh, this past year. So, so it's been going good, and uh, and. Um, and uh, that's all I can say without incriminating myself. <laughs> right on. Oh, that's good, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, uh, so you hello. still, uh, uh, you still, work- oh, sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to interject real quick. I want to ask you a question. Okay, damn that. I don't want to incriminate myself. Nigga, have you got the pussy yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, there's a, you know, there's a couple things, uh, you know, this, uh, I, I can't say anymore, you know what I mean? I just, uh, some people, let's just say some girls have, as we all know, some girls have certain preferences that, you know, break the law, and uh, we don't want to know about, you know, that kind of stuff on the air. Just, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a traditional kind of guy, you know, I don't, uh, while I do participate in that kind of stuff, I don't, uh, I won't say it on the air. That's it. <laughs> See, chill is a dinosaur. That would be a no. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Proceed on. I'm sorry. No, I cut you off there. What were you going to say? No, I I said that would be a no. Go go ahead and proceed, bro. (laughs) He ain't getting the pussy. All that bullshit. Nigga, if you was getting the pussy, nigga, you be telling the whole world you're getting the pussy. You ain't getting no pussy. I'm about to, what, what the fuck is she doing? What, what the fuck What the fuck did you just say, nigga? Nigga, you ain't getting the pussy. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go, on, go ahead on. I, yeah. See, I don't want to interrupt. Okay, because it's, it's, a, it's a listening we'll idea. We'll get to that in a minute here. Okay, that's going to send us feedback. Now, Neil, feedback, I have to have this Okay, and then oh. tell us or tell me. Okay, that I suck again. So, okay, just just go ahead, just do your thing. Believe me, I'm getting where I fit in. But you ain't getting the pussy, bro. You jacking off like a motherfucker. Go ahead, Owen. <laughs> you uh, you are not helping my reputation here, Neil. Um, certain people think that I uh, eat pussy jerky and have um women chained up in my basement and shit. And no matter what I tell them. Uh, they, uh, they tend to fucking go on about that. So you saying that, uh, you are breaking the law by, uh, whatever you're doing with your woman friend there does, uh, does not help my rep. Just so you know. Um, Damn it. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I just, you know, I don't, uh, kiss and tell. I don't, you know, uh, that's, that's all there is to it. And, uh, you know, I could, but I won't. I don't want to brag because I, I got nothing to brag about and that's all there is to it. So. <laughs> well, cool. good to be humble, definitely. Um, yeah. So, um, enough about pussy for the time being. Uh, are you still working like uh, like crazy? I know you do some sort of bizarre computer shit that I've never quite been able to understand. And um, many of us uh, from your hometown have a theory that you actually are a spy working for uh, Canada's spy agency. And I personally have refuted that on numerous occasions because you have uh, a brain. 
brain and therefore would not be caught dead working for CSIS. Uh, do you have a <laughs> comment on that? No, no, no. I'm not a spy. I can tell you that. Although, unfortunately, I work for uh, I work for uh, on behalf of an industry which is almost as bad. I do work um, uh, communications consulting for the uh, natural resources industries. So some of my uh, some of the, my biggest. Uh, you know, some of the biggest clients that, that my company deals with are in the oil and gas industry. And, you know, after a while you tend to, after a while you tend to, tend to look at kind of what's happening and you, you, you get sick of that industry, you know what I mean? But that's, so that's what I do. So it's, 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 you know, it's not as bad as being a spy. It's actually worse. You know, so. <laughs> I feel you, man. I was working for the refinery here in Halifax. Uh, I put in about three months with them uh, as an electrician uh, a little while back, and it is bizarre. That whole that whole mentality, man, dealing with those guys. Like the job itself was kind of crazy because I was wearing like fireproof fireproof clothing at all times in case mm -hmm. like something exploded on me. And we're we're working next to you know gigantic vats of toxic chemicals and sulfuric acid yeah, sulfuric acid DEA DHT all sorts of nasty shit um, but uh, yeah I would imagine working for their communications people is even worse because mostly I was dealing with fellow uh, workers from my company where I was like uh, <clears throat> yeah so uh, yeah I, I hear you it's weird man it's it's like uh, I, I always felt like working for that kind of company is like working for Satan and and working uh, at at the refinery, it was sort of like working in Satan's office, taking calls for him. So it must be even worse for you. It's true. I'm kind of working in Satan's communication department. You know what I mean? Like Lucifer, the Lucifer division of Satan's. You know, like some some subsection of hell is reserved for internal communications consultants that you know <laughs> consult on behalf of the oil and gas industry. You know what I mean? I work for, you know, I, and the very worst. The very worst people, though, the very, and I'm not going to name any names, but the very worst people, believe it or not, are not in the States. And they're not, in, you know, they're not the oil people in Houston or the, or the, you know, or the oil and gas people that work for the, you know, the company I'm not going to name and in Great Britain or the, you know, the, 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 you know, the people that work for the Dutch multinationals. The very worst people of all, the very worst people I've ever, you know, I've ever encountered are the people that support the oil and gas industry in Calgary. In Calgary and Alberta, those are the worst motherfuckers you've ever seen in their lives. Those people will fight to the death. Some of those people, and not the people I work with, but I'm talking about peripheral people that work in the industry, those people will fight to the death to defend the oil industry. And I've talked to people, I talked to a guy a little while ago, there was a, there was a you know, you, t I think you might have heard about this rig that exploded down in, down in the Gulf Coast uh, a couple days ago. I think you heard about that, right? And, I know, actually hadn't. Yeah, so another rig exploded in the Gulf, and Fuck. a couple of days ago, and then there was, you know, there, there, I think, four or five people had been killed, and fourteen people injured, and two or three people missing. And I talked to somebody about this, and there was a kind of, I got on this forum, I don't know what it was, this chat forum, and I talked, and there was this guy, and he, in, in and amidst all of these people saying, you know, we need regulations on the oil and gas industry, we need to, you know, we need to protect people. There was this guy that gets on from, and of course, a guy from, and everybody else is from the states, right? And they're all like, yeah, everybody yeah. from the states agrees. They're all like, oh, we need regulations, we need all this, and great, and all this. And it, the, the one person that gets on 
from Calgary. The guy gets on from Calgary and he says, you guys are all a bunch of communists. You guys are just trying to rob my livelihood. You guys are trying to take everything from me. The oil and gas industry is the safest industry in the world. It's provided me and my family with an income for years. Holy yeah. shit. And that, and, yeah. the, and that, son, is the oil and gas industry in a <laughs> nutshell. That's true, man. Canada's uh, uh, tar sands are, are as like the lowest of the low when it comes to that stuff. But um, yeah, so like um, outside of work, um, you were saying uh, the other night you're get you've been uh, making comics. Uh, like uh, that's some um, basically like digitally made on the computer comics. I understand, and mm -hmm. um, specifically you were mentioning that uh, your adult themed, uh, huge-breasted, overproportioned women getting banged comics <coughs> were actually uh, making some money. Um, yeah, figured, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, How did, much? They, they, well, <laughs> I'm not going to disclose <laughs> figures, but they made money. But the thing is, that's kind of, you know, getting like not kind of what I want to do. I have a more serious, uh, you know, you know, it's it's still like, you know, mature themed, but it's more, you know, kind of a watchman type thing. And that's that's on the go for right now. And that's kind of where I moved into when I first got into doing, you know, got back into doing digital 3D comics about a year and a half ago is not what I pictured doing. Like I didn't picture, you know, getting in and doing the, the, the whole adult thing. Right. And then I, and then I did a, a, you know, a few sketches and, you know, a few things and some people approached me that I knew and they said, uh, in this community, our community, and they said, why don't you do these adult comics? You know, you can make a lot of money. And so I did a few things and I got a few, what are called, um, character character morphs which are allow you to create these characters with you know <laughs> huge obviously huge proportions right and uh and i you know i put these things out and i tailored these characters and, you know i would sit there and spend you know six or seven hours doing character and then uh but you know by the time i put these out obviously put these on the forum you know people were i found out people not only like them but they uh but they were willing to pay me money. So, so you know, so I made a, a bit of money at it for a while and, and, you know, a pretty good clip. But the problem was people get uh, desperate and it's, there, wow. it's a weird, it's a weird phenomenon. People get, and probably, I don't know if they want to, they, 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 they're, they, you know, they, they need to jerk off to their next installment of fuck it, whatever, you know what I mean? But people get, people get desperate and when they get desperate to see the next edition of their of your comic they get fucking crazy and they they will sit paying customers you, i mean you you like literally you miss your week's deadline by like 5 minutes paying customers will send you a message saying i'm going to fucking kill you if you don't post that fucking comic right now wow. so so <laughs> so people like people and people would send me things like i got this thing from this guy in, I don't know what the fuck it was it was this guy in India that said something like I something I don't, I don't know some vulgar thing it was like I, you know I need to <laughs> I can't remember exactly what he what he said but it was something I, I, I realized it was time to this is around the time I realized it was kind of time to shift out of that I got this message from this guy that said I need to see big boobies and ass shaking to stop this swelling <laughs> <laughs> You have to stop. You have to post. You have to post something soon to stop this throbbing really hard. And I just at that point, I I, I kind of laughed, but I kind of threw up my hands and I said, "This is fucking ridiculous. Like these people are getting." And it, that that between that and all the other the fucking, I couldn't shit. I can't even mention. People would be, you know people were threatening me, threatening me and saying shit and, and so uh, so i just got you know i just i was just like this is just fucking crazy so i took so i had the paid site 
and then I took that offline a little while ago and decided I'm not going to do that because you do that much that adult shit anymore, you know, occasionally for, you know, for like a commission or whatever, but now I'm just yeah. focusing on this. I'm focusing on this, the, the main like adult theme comic, which is, you know, Serious mature, but work. yeah, it's called, uh, and hopefully it'll be out by Christmas. It's called, uh, a vengeance in a land of, of, of follow man. And it's basically just a, just, you know, kind of a watchman type type thing. So Ven- that was, sorry, that was vengeance in the land of hollow men. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. Cool, man. Well, when you do get that up again, uh, let me know and, and we'll plug that uh, on the show as well. Um, chill. I know you've got to have a question or two about this one. You know what? First of all, I ain't saying shit. Your ass a motherfucking spy. You working for them goddamn people. You already got people out there want to kill your ass. I don't know who the fuck you are. Do you really live in motherfucking Canada? Are you really in Ottawa? Shit, you might be living there thought of me, father, I know. You <laughs> might see what I'm doing right now. I ain't got shit to say till we move to the next goddamn subject. Well, hold on, that's a lie. Uh, Them damn cartoons you made, right? So basically they were porno cartoons, basically, right? Pornographic cartoons, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And it was like just titties and ass shaking, or it was actual intercourse and all that other crazy shit going on. Oh, it was pretty. It was pretty hardcore. That's all I can say. It was pretty yeah. hardcore. Yeah, I ain't got shit to say. Till we move to the next subject. Fuck that. <laughs> Something wrong with your ass, nigga, Danny. I don't know what the fuck you talk up, Owen. I don't know where you get these people from. I, 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 I'm really starting to question your ass too. You know what I'm saying, but yeah. I, I, you know I'm enjoying listening. So, you know I'm I'm gonna go ahead and lay back and listen some more and sip on some brandy and uh, yeah, continue. <laughs> well, okay, Neil. Like I know you don't want to give like numbers, right? But I'm I'm really curious. Like, is this the sort of thing a person with a moderate income, like a moderate means, like a thirty thousand dollar a year, if if someone wanted to, they could actually make a living doing that sort of shit, putting up with these psychos all over the world, or is it more of a sort of a a hobby thing? Well, like you, the thing is, it, it's a hobby thing, and then if you get good, because you got to understand, I did this back, and I used to work with these programs, just doing basic just noodling around doing basic character development. I got used to the, the 3D programs, which are Poser and Daz 3D back in, well, way back in 2002, 2003, when they they released the early versions. And it was only about a year or so ago that I kind of got back into this. I had actually planned originally to to, to do up this uh, comic based on a kind of a TV series I, 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 had, um, I had in mind. And... Uh, and and that's kind of kind of when I got back into this. And I mean, I mean, if you you do it upright and you cater and you know what people like and you cater to specific tastes and you get your pay site up, I mean, and you advertise, people will people will pay for it, right? Because there's a shortage of the kind of thing that people want to see. The whole thing is, I mean, if everybody were doing it and if everybody were putting out the same type of work, then there'd be no shortage of it, right? But if you're really good, then people will pay for right. it, right? So, so there actually are like because that blows my mind in the, in the days of, uh, of free porn on, on the Internet that that sort of thing is actually something you could make a living at if you were good enough at it. Well, let's just, well, let's just say if you break the taboos, then yeah. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> gotcha <laughs> yeah all right we can leave that one right where it is um so this new one that you're talking about uh vengeance in the land of the hollow men is that right sorry i'm gonna fuck that yeah. up again um vengeance. what's the basic premise there 
the basic premise that is a uh, so there's a kind of a central character and he's uh it's a it's it's a kind of a, a late capitalist post capitalist world where uh, where um the you know the old the 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 old age of heroes is gone and there are still you know what what we call heroes or super super powered freaks or whatever you call them but but you know instead of you know working to uphold the law and instead of working to protect honest citizens and all this different shit instead of that they work for you know these you know the the, the modern heroes and this is around twenty twenty forty twenty twenty forty five around then they work for um, now instead, you know they they none of them make obviously they're struggling to get by just like everybody else, so they all work for banks and private corporations, right? And so all the the heroes of old are basically corporate heroes, right? And and then new ideology is not protecting you know citizens, not protecting you know people, not 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 upholding the law, but instead upholding the you know upholding corporate law, right? Protecting the banks, you know, protecting. Walmart protecting you know, all this different shit. So, so you get you know, you, you, and then the the primary character is uh, is uh, he works for for a major bank and 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 the problem with him is he's slowly kind of getting sick of it, right? And as he kind of as he kind of look, looks back at the archives and you know sees these kind of heroes in the past that you know maybe made a living and and live pretty good lives without having to work for corporations. I mean, he, without having to be corporate slaves. And you know, and and work to to protect citizens as opposed to you know working for banks and so on. He starts to get pretty pissed off, and so after an incident, he, he gets fired from a from from his bank after he plows a, a you know some thug's head into a, a tiles, and uh, and he decides you know he's you know he's 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 had a, he quit he's he quits and decides he's had it, and and uh, he joins uh ends ends up joining uh. You know, in the process of taking an anger management course, he, you know, to get over his his crazy anger, he ends up joining, uh, you know, kind of a, a a task force, which is the first the first task force of set up by the cops, which is the first task force of heroes to actually work in the in the public good in, in over fifty or sixty years. So, oh, yeah. he, so he's kind of starts to slowly starts to get back to the roots of you know what a you know what a what a you know true hero is all about you know much cool, the support man. of his corporate friends so so that's the nice. premise of the, of the story and what you know once you'll see it you, you kind of get a better idea what the what the deal cool. is so yeah 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 and this is this is also going to be something that you're going to set up a, a pay site for or is this something you're going to be offering uh, for free to start with oh no this is this is completely free this is going to be free for everyone so uh and this is a kind of a, a you know Christmas present for everybody so uh, cool be, man Oh, I'm psyched to hear that. I, I'm psyched to hear that. I like the I like the premise. It reminds me of uh, some other stuff that's out there now, but uh, a different take on it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. like it. That's cool, dude. Well, yeah, like I said, yeah, let, let me know uh, when it's ready, and we'll 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 push it on the show. So, yeah, um, you and I knew each other uh, before this happened, but um, we really started to to get close the Christmas after uh, your dad was killed. Um, yeah. I'm sure that's. That's not a fun thing to talk about, but um, like you and I sort of really bonded uh, that year. Um, yeah. He died. He died pretty close to Christmas, didn't he? Am I remembering that right? No, it was the summer. It was July first. It was the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> No, I'm not laughing like, at you, sweet. I'm laughing at old dumbass Owen. Yeah, that was close. That was so close to Christmas. Woo! Yeah. Six Go ahead. months off. But uh, we were pretty much were like um, just shooting guns and getting drunk that uh, that winter. I remember, like not real. Yeah. Guns. We're well, even that, even that summer. I mean, we were just like sitting there, you know, smoking and drinking Southern Comfort and shooting off, you know, guns, shooting off guns at the gravel pit. I mean, that was. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? That time we just like, and it, and I think like you, uh, I remember that time was a really kind of desperate time for me, you know, it was real bad, real bad. And, and I had this uh, feeling, you know, after, I know after, after my father passed away, I had this feeling that, uh, I had this real bad feeling that somebody was coming after me and I couldn't shake that. I had this extreme feeling of paranoia that somebody was coming to kill me, right. You know, for, for like six months. And then, uh, I think hanging out with you was really one of the few things that, you know, I hung out with you was one of the few things that, you know, we would actually go down into the, to the gravel, you remember the old gravel pit there outside of yeah. town, you know, we would, you know, we would kind of drink beer, drink Southern Comfort, shoot off some, you know, shoot off, shoot off guns at the gravel pit. I mean, that was kind of one of the few things that kind of like, you know, uh, kind of was, you know, really kind of, kind of, you know, kind of leveled me out. Right. So. So uh, and I think that's how we how we really started to kind of get close again, you know. Yeah, because like, I remember. The... Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Did they catch the person who who who, who uh, did that to your father? No, he had a he had a he had a car accident. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay. He actually hit, he actually hit a hit another uh, he hit a he hit a an, another car so. so. Mm, okay, moving on. Go ahead, yeah. Owen. I'm I'm sorry. First of all, I just want to say I I you know I don't know. Like I say, I lost my dad, but he was sick. You know, I, it's different. Like you know, when your parent is sick, and yeah. you know the, the 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 end is coming eventually, rather than just like all of a sudden yeah. your parent is taken from you. So I don't know if you're yeah. over it. I, you you never get over it, but I just no. want to say you know, hey, sorry about that. You know, yeah. that's real. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and I'm I'm sorry too. You know, I mean it's uh. It's something you never get over, but um, you, you, uh, I think you, you know, as you grow, you, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you take the memory of your, uh, and, and Owen, you know, especially, you know, when, when your mother passed away, I think you can attest to the fact that you take the memory of, you know, the, the, uh, the parent you had, and then you, and you, and you really kind of grow from that, you know what I mean? You grow yeah. with the memory of your, of your parent, and they're always with you in a way, you know what I mean? I, I've yeah. never stopped believing too that your mama Owen is still with us too. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I, and I think different signs have shown you that. You know. Yeah, we had we got a lot of, of crazy stuff right after she died. That was like I. But uh, just the other day, my dad was visiting, and um, my baby girl was was going to bed, and uh, she turned around to say good night to him, and, and her mom's arms. So my dad just got this look on his face, and once she was upstairs, he said, "She said, just saw your mom." So you know, I do feel like they're still here, man. It's, it's sort of a flaky thing to say, but I think they, uh, I think they can they stick around in one way or another. I, I, yeah. I just, I don't. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say every time you look in the mirror, you see your yeah. parents, man. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be here. God damn it, shit. Yeah. You ain't even got to get that deep with it, shit. You know what I'm saying? No. Pinch yourself. That's yeah. your parents, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true. But but yeah, you know, like on the especially, level that you're talking about, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially especially once you start like I don't know if you're if you're planning to, but once you start having kids, that 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 stuff really sort of comes back a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
But man, like I was always uh, really impressed because that is a crazy thing to deal with at any age. But you were really young for that to happen. And um, the circumstances, I, I won't get into any details or whatever, but I know your mom and your sister, who are your only other um, close family, were, were in the vehicle at the time. And they sort of, at least at first, I don't know if it's still like that, but they gave you a hard time about not having been there and about how... Um, you know, how they sort of almost blamed you. It seemed like to me, I don't know if that's an accurate way to put it, but uh, they always seem to just sort of resent you from then on, man. And, and I've always admired how much, uh, how much you've put up with and how like good you were with that, man. Cause like, I, I don't know if I could have dealt with it as strongly and, and like, I don't know how you didn't take out shit on them. Um, especially like, uh, years later when they were still sort of being weird with you. And I'm just sort of wondering like, uh, well, first of all, like I was always so proud of you for that, man. Like I was, I've always thought you, you handled that. Most people wouldn't have dealt with it as well as you did and have, would not have been able to, um, take it and, and, and not fucking act out like you you really didn't go crazy you didn't you know you didn't cause any shit um you just sort of dealt with their crap and kept going and i'm kind of wondering like first of all do you think that's an accurate assessment of the situation and and second of all has has that shit gotten any better with time or, or is it is basically the same situation now well i think they uh they, I, I, yeah i don't know if they uh they blame me so much. I think they were just, you know, there, there's, there was a certain frustration with them that, you know, this is understandable. I mean, cause you know, they, uh, they, uh, you know, there was the, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to describe. Right. But I think there was, a, a, a I think they were, obviously they were frustrated for a long time and, you know, they were, they were, you know, for, you know, for obvious reasons. Right. So, uh, um, and, you know, and, and that, that kind of thing never goes away and I don't blame them you know, a bit for, for being frustrated. And I think more or less what happened was they kind of got frustrated with me after not, not for anything related to, to that, but kind of after the fact, right. Uh, what the, 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 the trouble I guess came when, when they, uh, when I could, when, when they were really, you know, they were, both of them were still really hurting and they kind of used me as kind of a punching bag kind of after the fact, right. It was easy. It's kind of easy to do to, to, to use, somebody is a punching bag right you know and yeah. unintentionally and so so that was kind of the kind of the fact but but that's that that went away after a while and you know we you know my sister and i get along very well now she's a, my sister's a great person you know a lover yeah she is yeah my mama too she you know she's my mom does the best she can and, and and she's fine so it was just you know with them they just they needed you know they needed to to heal for a long time and so it was yeah. inevitable you know i just kind of it was to me you know now, and it's not to say that I, I didn't, you know, blow up at times, right? You know, there was, you know, we, we did have our blow ups, right? Now, you know, I wasn't the most cordial. I wasn't the, you know, the, the, the you know, I wasn't the best, you know, the, the most gentlemanly person in the whole world, right? At that point. So there were, there were blow ups, right? There were, there were bad times and there were rough times and I didn't help hold it together as, you know, much as I could. There were, you know, periods where, you know, I, where I, you know, drank a lot or did a lot of, you know, drugs, whatever, to try to get away from, from, you know, from, from what was going on around me. And I had to go a bit crazy and, you know, and, and fuck things up around me. And, and I did that, right. And, and shit got fucked up for a little while, but you know I mean? It's just, yeah. it was, it was all, it, that was a learning lesson, right. Too. And, you know, whatever I fucked up around me, I mean, I've more or less survived 
since that said my heart my heart will probably explode about five seconds but that's <laughs> that's all right you know what i mean yeah but yeah sorry okay. sorry to get deep on you like that it just mm-hmm. uh it's just one of those things i don't think i've ever really uh told you um in person or, or at all really quite how how impressed i was with that because i lost my mom when i was 23 and you were what 17 well i think it was about 18 at the time 18. and i know i know i had six years to get ready for that um, it didn't come all of a sudden. And um, for me, I, I think I lost it a lot worse than you did. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know specifically details, but I've always been really uh, impressed with, you know, whether if you did blow up or, or not, um, you certainly got it together a lot faster than I did. And um, yeah, man, I just, I, just, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm, I'm real proud of you for, uh, I, think, I think being a punching bag for your, uh, for your family like that is, is a fucking noble thing. And uh, you were able to provide that for them and, and should, uh, should be proud of that. So yeah, uh, one other thing that 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 started for us was the uh, uh, Christmas Eve movie tradition, which is still like one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, that first year, you and I watched the first Rambo movie, and if if you people have out there haven't seen it, uh, it's very different from the the later ones. It's a Christmas movie. Most people don't know that. It's sort of hard to tell because you only really see the Christmas decorations in one scene. But uh, check that out. That first Rambo movie is fucking awesome, and uh, it's still one of my favorite all time Christmas movies. And I, I can specifically remember, I think it was that year, maybe the, the year after, uh, puking down the side of your car as you drove me home uh, the next morning, <laughs> Christmas morning. Fucking I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> so. Wait a minute. Question. I got a question. Now, you said yeah. Rambo was a Christmas movie, right? Yeah. Now, I've heard the same thing said about Die Hard. Die Hard was a Christmas movie. It was. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, check this out. This is my thing. Okay. Uh, doesn't a Christmas movie center around the holiday, like Christmassy, Santa Clausy, or does, I mean, or does the movie just have to take place around Christmas time and, you know, hey, I know other shit happens, you know, it ain't all ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. I know ill shit happens at Christmas time, too. So, just because it's a Christmas tree or it's some garland somewhere in the movie, does that make it a Christmas movie? As far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's the Without best kind doubt. of Christmas movie there is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And somebody's oh, saying, I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> oh, right. I didn't kill anybody. Uh, that's so, dork. yeah, this year we you should know, do you Die Hard, man. Dorks. Yeah, I just want sure. y'all to know that y'all are fucking dorky Rambo. ass motherfucking niggas, man. What was y'all that? Nerdy ass, dorky say? ass niggas, man. But I like y'all. I really do. I dork like ass y'all. niggas? Was that it? Y'all oh, some shit. dorky ass niggas, man. <laughs> y'all are some fucking dorks, man. That's what I'm enjoying listening to y'all. Fuck, I, you know, I own a telescope. I'm some, of course I'm a dork. I went out and bought a telescope. How That's the most dorky thing you can do. I'm the biggest geekiest, yeah. Geeky podcast, yeah. Yeah. I'll wear that one, no doubt. Yep. I just said the N-word. Oh, fuck. I hope uh, nobody comes to get me. You yeah. sound like uh, um, your friend sounds like he's uh, one of those tinfoil hat wearers. You know, ooh, Papa Tooney, we got us a loony. You know, man, just went on, hey, but, hey, I'm, I'm just chilling. Like I say, I'm enjoying listening to y'all talk, so continue. Yeah, well, um... 
Yeah, that's pretty much uh, the uh, intro I had on you, Neil. Um, if you are good, we should uh, get to some feedback from uh, earlier episodes. We actually covered this last week, but uh, since that's a lost episode, I'm going to go back and do it again because our fans are the shit, and I don't want to uh, neglect them. So uh, you good with that there, Chill? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was our first, and that was our first gay episode too. Ain't that a was. bitch? Damn, Damn. I'm pissed we lost that. But you know what? I think uh, I think we'll um, we'll get Floyd back on some other time, and uh, we'll have another. We we can make it a super gay episode next time. Fabulous. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, our first. Uh, our, our first uh, real email we got there, um, uh, like we said, I think the first episode, or maybe it was the second episode, we mentioned uh, Mr. Leonard Brothers sent in an email. Um, but uh, before that, um, Amber P. of the Black Sexy Geeky and Mental podcast, which uh, for those of you out there who are looking for an awesome podcast by an awesome woman, uh, should give that one a listen. Uh, very, very excellent stuff. She is an amazing chick, and I really enjoy her stuff. And uh, she wrote to us at ownandchill at gmail.com. That's all one word, ownandchill at gmail.com. Hit us up, folks. She wrote, Taste Like Awesome. You are both amazing and already have a place in my heart. It's a podcast like yours that got me into this form of media in the first place. Quote of the episode. I know something be twitching and throbbing every now and then from Chill, putting Owen and Jen on the front street for asking if they were hooking. Um, then she goes on to talk about the seal situation. Now, several people have got back to me about the seal thing, and uh, basically they're... Uh, opinion is uh, who gives a fuck about seals and I just want to say like I get it you people really don't care about fucking seals but here's the thing <laughs> this part of the world um, back in like the 1800s we were a thriving part of the world because of the cod we had huge amounts of cod here it was a fucking lifeblood of this this part of the world we were basically the most um, thriving most industrious most successful part of North America at that time or at least one of them uh, maybe not quite as much so as New York York, but we were close. Like the Maritimes were fucking way up there. And um, the overfishing and destruction of the cod basically led to economic collapse that we've never really gotten over. There's some other factors. Uh, goddamn Ontario and Quebec uh, moving all the industry out there and undercutting us. I won't get into it. But basically, um, to me, animals matter. Not just for the ecosystem, but also for the fact that uh, it's pretty much the lifeblood of uh, this area. There's not a whole lot of other sorts of industry out here. And my point about the seals was really just um, not worth getting back into. I'll, I'll say that. But uh, I get it. Fuck seals, you guys say. But uh, I'm not real into wiping out species if you don't have to. And uh, it really sounds like that's what they're going for with this with this seal policy. But that's enough on that. Uh, I won't get into Nigga. the details of what she said about it. Go ahead. Nigga, you got salmon. All right? No, we don't. You, you, you greedy asses. You, you got all the goddamn salmon, okay? What, you, you doing a car to hit a damn salmon? All right? You got no and salmon how the, here. How the hell you going to trip by some That's damn... Fish? Nigga, you eat meat, okay? What the fuck? The some animal coast. getting killed so you can feel your damn stomach. So shut the fuck up. Fuck them seals, man. Shit. <laughs> we that. don't farm seals. They should have had arms eat. and legs. Damn, that. <laughs> they should have been able to carry guns. Fuck it. They can't do it. Fuck them. <laughs> salmon's a West Coast there, uh, chill. No, no, no offense on that, but uh, no, we got no salmon out here. 
Um, but yeah, no, I hear you. I, I get it. I get it. Nobody gives a fuck about steals. I'm just saying um, y'all are wrong. Uh, I did it again. Listen to that. Fucking saying y'all all the time. Anyway, um, the end of her email is, anyway, you know what is something awesome? You guys are. Rock on. Amber P. So thank you, Amber. We really appreciate that. <laughs> so um you know that's that's really good stuff and uh, i really appreciate that people uh send us some more uh feedback if you want to uh we would love it um so the next one i got here is from mr l brothers leonard brothers of Le l brothers media he's a huge supporter i've mentioned this uh before but he's uh he's awesome and we sort of we did a little bit of well chill did a little bit of slander of him calling him a borno magnate uh last time so i just want to read his his actual blurb that he uses about his company L Brothers Wait. Media is more than just a film company. It was created to provide a creative outlet for various forms of media. It's currently owned and operated solely by its founder, Leonard Brothers. It will expand one day and eventually serve as a parent company to others. So that's... Um, sorry, go ahead, Joe. That's not slander. <laughs> that's, not, that's not slander. That's not slander. He, he, he's a porno magnet. That, that, that's not slander. <laughs> he, that, that, that's not slander. What world you live in, bro? He's filming the <laughs> pussy and the titties. And again, Jay, that, that, that's not slander right now. consider that a compliment, you know, <laughs> being called a porno magnet. <clears throat> All right, well, you know, there you go. I, uh, I'm i not going to uh, go ahead and call him a porno dude if uh, he doesn't claim to be one. So um, he does have an Ask Joe question for us. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we have a segment here where you can send in questions or call in questions to the uh, voicemail line I mentioned earlier or to our email and uh, ask Joe anything your heart desires uh, to know. She is a very wise person and uh, can answer your questions. And this is the Ask Joe segment or uh, question from Leonard Brothers. Uh, what's up, peeps? I first off. I want to thank you both for your kind words you said about me on episode two. And we did. Uh, we really like this guy. He's awesome. I'm working on finishing my official website, so hopefully that will be ready for the world to see soon. I'll keep everyone posted on that. Anyway, enough about me. This is about the two of you. I want to congratulate you on the show. It's really cool you were able to do it. My question for Chill and you too, Owen, is about how this whole thing came together. Where did the idea for Tastes Like Fried Chicken come from? How did it become a spinoff of Chonilla? And what are Clove and Shirley's roles in producing tea? LF, uh, TLFC. And that's his question. So, Chill, you want to get that one? All right. Uh, well, first of all, uh, like I said, uh, this is Owen's idea. Uh, you know, Owen and I, uh, we talk off the record. Uh, dang, how the fuck did we wind up talking off the record? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, through a series of emails, uh, we wound up exchanging phone numbers and we wound up talking off the record. And Owen kind of mentioned that he wanted to do a podcast, and he wanted me to do it with him. And I was like, nah, not really my shit. You know, because I interrupt people. You know what I'm saying? And I talk over every goddamn body. Uh -huh. But anyway, he was like, nah, you know, come on, you know, do this with me. You know, I, like I said, I really didn't want to do it, but... You know, I, I like I said, you know, he just he just came at me with so much passion and shit, and I was like, I couldn't let him down, man. So I said, you know, okay, we can do this. You know what I'm saying? And once we were on board, you know, we had to come up with a name, obviously. And this was my thing, you know, with tastes like fried chicken. Um, you know how uh, you know people eat uh, exotic uh, animals. You know, people eat snake and this and that and porcupine and all that shit. People say, what do it taste like? Eh, it all tastes like chicken. See, that was going to be the name of the damn show, Tastes Like Chicken. Because my thinking was, you know, everybody got their own podcast. You were this kind of podcast. You were that kind of podcast. But at the end of the day, eh, it's, all right. it's just another fucking podcast. 
So that was my thing, tastes like chicken. And that's where that came from. But when Owen went to go look it up, you know what I'm saying, tastes like fried chicken was taken. So I, I went back and I said, well, fuck it then. Tastes like fried chicken. And he went and looked it up and it was open, so we snagged that. So, you know, that's how we became Taste Like Fried Chicken. And as far as the production goes, you know, uh, hey, we give it up every episode. Clove, shh, that, that's, that's the master behind the mix, man. It, dude gets it done, man. I don't know what the fuck he be doing up there, you know what I'm saying, in Bat Central. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know how the fuck he does it, but, you know, he puts this whole thing together. You know what I'm saying? And, and, hey, he makes it happen, man. He works magic up there. And, you know, you would not be hearing us if it were not for Clove. I mean, dude is just like, he's the greatest, man. He's the best. He's the fucking best, man. And yeah. He pretty much yeah. runs everything from the Batcave up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The literal, literally a Batcave. That's real talk, man. <laughs> literally a Batcave. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like in my, my part of that really, um, just, uh, I, I kind of wanted a podcast a long time and I, I didn't enjoy the podcast a lot. And, uh, me and chill going back and forth in various uh, places. I thought, fuck, uh, I could get some listeners with that. And then, uh, you know, um, knowing Clove and Shirley, uh, uh, a little bit and chatting with them, I just put it to them and said, Hey, what about a spinoff show, man? Uh, you know, I, I like to see them grow. I'd like to see them be able to, uh, be a be a full time podcast network uh, like like there are there are some others out there I'd love to see them able to pull that off and if if being a spinoff would help that or even if it wouldn't really even if they're willing to do it I I kind of wanted to jump in there and they've got listeners and clearly based on uh, the feedback we've been getting uh, we're able to basically uh, piggyback off their listeners and not do any of the hard work that uh, they do and and to be to be like perfectly clear they do everything i come up with some topics they do everything else uh they're they're doing the uh production right now i'm i'm, I'm trying to take that over but it's it's a slow process right now uh they're they post it they do all that work they they do the edit they send it back to me i say yeah that's great and uh they do everything else so all the credit really uh is for them and uh people um if you go to chonilla.com uh, on the right hand side of their website there is a donate button you hit button uh you can donate and uh give them some cash it would be awesome we'd appreciate it and um unlike other podcasts if you donate to chonilla your money uh goes into a cumulative pot so what that means is if you donate to uh, cash if you donate cash uh it will be less uh you will be able to basically put that towards merchandise at a later date so you donate five bucks now five bucks later 20 bucks down the road you have got $30 in the bank for some Chonilla merchandise and uh, you can get t-shirts. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what all they've got for merchandise, but nobody else does that. Uh, nobody else basically for donating. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to interrupt you. Basically what he's saying for y'all, y'all out there who just really just trying to follow. He's saying, yo, you can stack your cheese and get some shit. All right. If you donate, whatever, you just stack your cheese and you can get some shit eventually. All right. That's Boom. It. That, that, that's all you had to say, Owen. Oh, yeah, and one more thing. Uh, if you donate $100, Owen will suck your dick. That's real talk right there. <laughs> Owen will suck your dick. Word. Word. <laughs> uh, only if you sign on first, Joe. Uh, so, basically, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's 
it's that. Now we have a couple, one more, two more little bits of feedback here, but we can uh, do some topics first and get back to those later if you want. Uh, what do you think? Handle your business, nigga. I'm gonna take me a sip of my brandy. Cause I'm finna get ready. Cause I know one of these feedbacks, it belongs to me. Boy, I'm finna get at somebody today on one of these feedbacks. Ain't that right, Jay? Yes, sir. Ain't that right, Jay Sanders? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, oh, giving up the government. So, okay, fuck it. Let's just do feedback all at once, and then we'll we'll move on. Um, The next one we got here comes from Regina. And uh, I'm going to read this out because it's hilarious. What'd you say? Um, Regina. Regina, Regina. Regina. Nigga, where the hell are you from? Uh, Saskatchewan, where we have a city called Regina. So, yeah, that's where that comes from. Regina, Regina. It sounds like vagina or angina. No, it's Regina, nigga. Yeah, anything that sounds like vagina, you know, there's no problem with that. Uh, so, okay. yeah, the title is crazy. And it says, okay, so I'm finally listening to episode one of Taste Like Fried Chicken. Y'all are crazy. Oh, and really? Seals? Who cares? And I have touched on that. And I care. So, fuck off. Uh, make that money on the mink and feed the meat to the animals. Chill. Do not drink before the show. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Um, but I wanted to comment on Chill's comment about women knowing how to get the pussy better than a dude could. They're real. If a woman knows where a mother woman's spot is, why wouldn't they embrace it? Please, if I get with a woman that doesn't know what to do, her feeling will be hurt. Bitch would go home with her strap tucked between her legs, go home to beg someone to fuck her with it. Anyway. Oh, on, shit. Please tell the people again that you don't eat pussy jerky for breakfast. Oh, my God. Chill. No more drinking. And once again, folks, no pussy jerky. I believe I've covered this topic. And, uh, yeah. There you go. And, uh, Jen, what the hell do you do for work? I'm nosy. Don't judge me. Love the show. Can't wait for more. Erica and uh, smiley face and, and um, no, uh, sorry about that. Jen's occupation will remain a uh, secret. It is uh, a vital national interest that nobody knows that. And uh, sorry about that. Um, I'm sure that if you get a hold of me off the record, I'll let you know. But uh, otherwise, I'm putting that out there. So Jen uh, yeah, sells now, crack to also, school kids. Sorry, That's Joe, what the fuck ahead. she do. I'm saying it. Jen sells crack to school kids. Okay. <laughs> That's what she do. She's been doing it for about the last 15 years. That's real talk. You got a problem, Jen? Come see me. I ain't scared of your ass. Jen sells crack to school kids. Okay, go ahead. So she also has a question. Uh, She says, I have a dilemma. My neighbor invited me over for supper, and I have no idea what to say. I mean, they're good people, but I don't know. They seem clean, but they have a dog. My black roots tell me that I shouldn't go because they feed their dog eats table food. But my other thoughts say, go for it. What would you do? God is so awesome. Regina. Okay, you know what? Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I don't know. Shit. 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 Motherfucker, you got a dog in your crib. Now, no offense to those that have dogs. Now, understand this. Now, I have a friend or two, you know, that have dogs, but I see how they get down. You know what I'm saying? When they when I go over there and whatever, they, they usually cook in front of me, so I see how they get down. And plus, the dog about big as my damn hand any damn way. You know what I'm saying? But that's about it. It's a few exceptions, but for the most part... Hell no. You got a damn dog in your house? Nope. Won't be eating shit from your ass. Nope. So sure won't. What about you, Owen? What what about you, Neil? I I don't I don't Oh care. well you know what? <clears throat> Go ahead, Neil. No, you know the, th- the thing about like, you know, having dogs around I mean 
yeah, you know, I got this cat and so on. And I mean, I just like literally that, you know, it, it, it's been driving me the fuck crazy. And unfortunately I'm having to lock it in the basement and that's the end of it. <laughs> nah, dogs, dogs at the table. No, no, thank you. Dogs are fucking dirty. They lick their ass with that mouth. If you're going to put that mouth anywhere near the food, no, thank you. Oh, cats too. You know what I mean? That, cats, yeah, cats. Dogs. Yeah. Cats. Uh, I, cats. I have this, so I have this huge cat and it's, it's a big cat. And a couple of years ago in Toronto, I, 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 I got kind of, I was looking, believe it or not, I was looking through uh Craigslist of all places, and I, I don't know why I was looking through the pet section or whatever. Don't ask me why. And I come across this cat, and you know, it was this white kind of cat, and you know, it kind of looked nice. It was kind of a nice looking cat. So I thought, kind of, you know, broke my heart. They were the way they were writing it up. They kind of suckered me, and it was like, yeah, we got this cat, and you know, they'll probably just go to pound. Yeah, they'll probably just kill it. Yeah, they'll probably just throw it in a furnace or something. Around. I don't know what they were saying. And something something desperate. And I, you know, my heart melted. So they kind of brought this cat over. And, you know, they, they, you know, and I decided to keep it. And it's been good all along, but he's just, he's big. He's, he's like naturally, and this is the natural size of the cat, believe it or not. He's like 20 pounds. And he's, he's, he's heavy and he's loud and he howls in the middle of the night. And he's just, he eats shit off the floor and he's, having your shit out of garbage cans and the thing is he plays fetch and he obeys commands so basically he's a dog yeah <laughs> yeah like I, I got cat issues so I'm not even going to get into I'm not uh, never getting another one I'll tell you that but um yeah no, I, I, I'm with you on that chill I, I don't that reminds me that reminds me and, spe- and speaking of dog that reminds me of a story like you know, you, now you know I used to work at them 976 lines right and it was just you know we used to get these weird calls and shit. You know, like, you know, we had this one guy. Well, fuck it. You know, he used to call, and he he had a fetish for amputees. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you know, we get you know we get this caller, <laughs> and this caller, he would call and say, you know, you pick the phone, hello? Right now, my dog is licking peanut butter off my balls right now. I mean, <laughs> shit like that. I don't know. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> See, and when I go over your house, you might be the motherfucker that when we ain't there, your dog is licking peanut butter off your balls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How fucking nigga supposed to work with that, man? How a nigga supposed to work with some shit like that? What? Come on, now. Really? Really, though? Okay. You can't fuck with them now. Nah. You can have them damn dogs in the crib. Fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck yeah. That shit. I listen like fried chicken. I had a, a roommate of mine. Uh, her girlfriend had a had a neighbor that they would all lived alone with this dog, and they would hear at the weirdest times of day. Peanut butter time. It was uh, yeah. yeah. You know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't go over there for peanut butter sandwiches. That much we know. Um, so. Uh, that one that we got, this one, that one here, Chill, I think you're going to enjoy, uh, specifically for you. And it's from Jay. It's uh, titled Chill's Interruptions. And I just wanted to say that, yeah, everything in this one is 100% right. Um, okay, well, chill. okay, okay. Can, 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 I, can I take it from here? <laughs> can, can I take it from here? Oh, can I? Can I? Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. Was it Jay, Jay Sanders? That's her name, right? Okay, yeah. I'm not okay, Jay, Jay pretty much said that... Uh, I suck, and I'm a drunken idiot, 
I interrupt too much. She said, uh, I should be spayed and neutered, and I should have my tongue cut out and have it fed to me. That's what the fuck she said. You know what I'm saying? That's that what the fuck she said. Y'all believe that, people? Well, Miss J. Sanders, in your face. Did you hear all the rest of the feedback, goddammit? Did you hear it, Miss Ma'am? Did you hear it, Miss Ma'am? Yeah. Uh-huh. I ain't say nothing about you in the pumpkin fest. She was crowned Miss Pumpkin Fest 2012, y'all. 2012. She's queen of the pumpkins, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? But uh, apparently, you know, I, I, I suck big time. And, uh, yeah. Okay. She's, she's, I'm, I'm she's saying like this. Up, that's all. And I totally understand where she's coming from on that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure you do, motherfucker. I, I, I'm <laughs> sure you do. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you do. Nah, truth be told, uh, I really ain't got no beef with Miss Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, since you know we 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 are friends on Facebook and we've had like back and forth. She's just pretty cool woman. You know what I'm saying? I would tell you to check out her Facebook page, but all you're gonna find is. Pumpkin Fest. She 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 went to Pumpkin <laughs> Fest 2012. That's all you gonna see on there. Like the Pumpkin Fest. Apparently, you know they get butt naked and and they they do shit with the pumpkins. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Whatever. No, but seriously, she said something about you know there's a fucking barbecue and you know her people made like pumpkin pie or pumpkin meatloaf or some shit and they named it Pumpkin Fest or some shit like that or whatever. But <laughs> you know Jay's Jay's cool people. You know on the real, I don't have a problem with criticism. You know I could dish it, but I could take it. You know and I told her it's it's feedback like that that I really appreciate because you know like I told her at the end of the day. You know, if the end result is a better product, you know what I'm saying, then everybody wins. But you still know you're on my shit list, right, Miss Sanders? You know I got to get you, right? You know I got to get you, you know, right? You didn't have to say that shit, man. You didn't have to say that shit, man. You really didn't. But that's okay. You said it. I appreciate you. We we done. Moving on. If you want to read it, you can go ahead, though. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, basically, we're kind of making the rule, like, uh, negative feedback. We appreciate all feedback, but uh, we're not actually going to read out uh, everything that uh, everybody sends us because we don't have to. So, um, you know what? Uh, we got that cleared up. She, uh, she's she got her opinion. But, you know, basically what it comes down to is chill calling me on being a uh, blabbering motherfucker is what the show's all about. So uh, don't you quit, chill. Honestly, uh, that's how it goes. Um yeah, so thank you for the feedback. Any kind of feedback you guys have, but like I said, you know, like complaints and all that shit. Uh, it's in the club and, and really, that's that's the way to go with that because uh, you know um, we're not. Gonna and, I wanna that, say, so. and I want to say, and I want to say to everybody who uh, disagrees with uh, Miss Sanders, I want you to send all negative feedback to her. Uh, but hold on, I have to no, crack no, no, her. No. Uh, <laughs> I have to crack her Facebook page and get her phone number some kind of way. I, but, so, but as soon as I get her, her phone number, I'm going to post it, okay? And then you can just send all your feedback, your 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 negative feedback to her, okay? That's that's, that's how that goes, okay? So, yeah. Uh, we, we, we I, I totally on. disagree with that, and I uh, will do everything in my power to stop you. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm no, good with that. that. Uh, that's that's pretty that. much all our feedback. We, we're that. thinking about... Getting a Twitter section going here. Uh, everybody's telling me to get chill on Twitter, and I don't see that happening. But I might be able to get her to read a selection of the best tweets we receive over the weeks. We will see. Uh, we haven't read on that yet, and uh, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. So I got a, I got a topic or two here, if, if you guys are down with that. 
Um, the first one for me is Neil. Did you ever get out to any Senators games while you're in Ottawa? Are you uh, are you much a hockey fan? Yeah, I am. I got I've been out to a couple Senators games here. Um, so it's a little bit the the the, the pro, obviously the problem is like the you know every city right the the uh, the the the, the um, Metroplex or the Palladium or Corral Center or Scotiabank Place has gone through about seven or ten or fifteen different name changes since since about <laughs> 1999. Uh, um, it's been bought up about five different times. Like every company that's owned the team has collapsed in about six months. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, yeah, I've been up to a bunch of games and it's uh, it's actually not a bad little. Uh, it's not a bad bad arena. It's a pretty standard arena, but but uh, you know, I like to get up see a couple of hockey games when I do there. So so you're missing it with the lockout, I assume. Well, you know what? I'm a Philadelphia fan, right? You know, I like, I like the Flyers primarily. And, uh, and you know, the fact that um, there's, you know, another lockout, um, you know, we're in the same situation as we were back in, you know, 2004, 2005, or whenever the last lockout happened. The fact that there's another lockout within you know, uh, 10 years, uh, you know, let alone, you know, six or seven years. I mean, that, that to me just says there's, there's something wrong and, and I'm pissed off and you know what, I'm, I'm not even going to bother even thinking about hockey until it comes back on because, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, if they, if, if they can't get it done and if they are in another, as hard as it is to believe another, not only another strike, but another lockout situation within, you know, six years, the last lockout that killed the last season. I mean, yeah. that there's some, that's fucking ridiculous. That's some pathetic know, shit, man. It's totally pathetic. I, you know, not even baseball is that bad. And I, I can't, you know what, in that case, I can't even think of hockey until it, until it comes back. And maybe even then I might, you know, I mean, I, I love the Flyers, but I'm, you know, when hockey comes back, I'm going to have to reevaluate, you know, my my, you know, my love for for hockey in, the, in light of this. Yeah, it's sad, man. Like the yeah, so. wife and I were out for like third date we've had since we had kids that last night. It was fucking awesome. She's an amazing chick, and I couldn't be luckier to have her. And uh, we were at the bar having a drink before dinner, and um, there's like you know the sports uh, sports you know uh, updates whatever and. Uh, it goes from you know, baseball, basketball, the Czechoslovakian hockey league, the <laughs> Moscow and stuff. And I was just like, oh my god, this is hurting. Yeah. Like we're yeah. we're that bad that we have to have some sort of hockey. It doesn't even matter what kind of fucking garbage it is. So that's sad, but you know, fuck man, yeah, it's hurting. But I mean, the one thing that's good about it is the minor leagues and the beer leagues around here. Like they're on the front page of the paper every week. So at least at least they're getting good. Uh, good coverage and, and, and some recognition. Cause man, like those guys that, that get those concussions and, and beat to shit for, uh, for almost no money and definitely no fame every year, you know, that, yeah. uh, it is nice to see them get a little bit of uh, credit for once. And the yeah. turnstiles are clicking at Ottawa 67 games, 67s games too. I mean, I was to a, a 67s game uh, and I, I had a, got a couple of tickets a couple of seasons ago Believe it or not, it was last season I actually went to more Ottawa 67s games than I did to Senators games, obviously because it's cheaper and because it's closer. But but also I, I kind of like the minor leagues too. I mean, the minor leagues are something. You know, you go, you go to a big hockey game, and, it, and I should qualify. There's a difference between the two. You go to a big hockey game, a Senators game, for example. You got to get in your car, or get on transit or whatever drive for literally like 30 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever until you get to the outside of town, find a place to park, 
go in, wander around the arena, you know, until you get there, climb up this giant set of fucking stairs until you finally get to your... Yeah, it's a bit, you know, to, to, to it's it's inconvenient. I mean, it's great once you're in the middle of the game, but it's loud. Even sure. then, it's kind of loud, and it's yeah. hard to get to the concession stand. You go to a 67s game, it's literally right downtown. The stands aren't that big. The vendors are there. It's, and and it's to, to actually go there, I find to actually go there and watch a game, monthly game, in the middle of a Sunday afternoon, I actually found, you know what, that was a lot more relaxing than going to a, than than sure. going to a Senators game. Yeah. And I actually bought a bunch of tickets. And you know what? I made that. And last year I kind of made that. You know, I wouldn't say a regular thing, but every few Sundays I would, you know, grab some tickets. They were pretty cheap. And mind you, I got some tickets for signing up for the for the for the local paper or something rather. Sure. They gave me like two thousand tickets or something rather. I don't know. They were trying to give them away, but. Something yeah. like that, but but you know, I found that much more relaxing. Like you know, you grab a ticket, you know, you go yeah, down, yeah. get into the stadium, chill, just grab a beer, you know, sit down sure. in there. Sure. Sit yeah, down yeah, no, I can see that for sure. It's uh, it's you know, it's and it's nice to see that the little guys get a little recognition on that too, right? Mm. And uh, so, chill. Um, uh, are you worried about the Lakers uh, stopping LeBron from getting back-to-back rings this year? Or are you you convinced uh, they're going to do the pull it off again? Man, I'm, I'm please, please, really, really. I'm please. saying that's some team. Please, you know, like I, like I say, I don't. I, you look, we can be beat, okay, but I am not worried. You understand? <laughs> Come hell or high water, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm going with my team, and you know, whatever happens, I'm going down. I'm either going up yeah. with the ship or down with the ship. <laughs> but I, I fuck that. We take it on all comers. We, we, we take it on all comers. <laughs> that, that, that's real talk, man. That's that's real talk. You know, everybody tripping out about the Lakers now because, you know, the coaching situation and, and this and that. Fuck that. It's an 82-game season. We we, we we not even what? We, we were barely 10 games in, depending on what team you play for. Please. It's like 70-fucking-something games left, man. Yeah. <laughs> really? Lakers are going to get it together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I ain't scared. I ain't, I ain't worried. Put it way, this is what I know. They got to come through us first. You know what I'm saying? They got to come through us. So whatever happens, happens. But Heat is my team. That's who I'm riding with. Ain't no need to worry. Fuck that shit. Ain't no, ain't no need to worry. I hear you. LeBron, I hear get, you. Out there, I LeBron get out there and start cooking his own. I can't. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna, you can always be happy whenever the Raptors come to town because you can be sure you can <laughs> pretty sure you can beat them. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Anybody can lose to the Raptors at this point. Uh, I think that'd what? be a hell of a final series, though, man. The this Laker team and, and the Heat that'd be that'd be awesome. I, I I like the Heat, but I I wouldn't be at all sad with either of them because we got uh, got Nash going there, and uh, I'm a big Chris Bosh fan. So he's a perfect combination of like awkward and a great player. Like he's so fucking awkward, and hilarious, but also like real good player. So yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, that's cool. So the other, the one other little bit I had for the sports is uh, tonight is of course the hopefully triumphant return of Canada's champion GSB George Saint Pierre coming on and taking on Carlos Condon in Montreal tonight. And I'm just uh, wondering if either of you give a fuck about uh, Canada's champion. What the fuck is that? Nah, you're not a UFC fan. 
Okay, that's, what what is it called now? Say it again. It's UFC, what, what the uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship. It's uh, no, no, no. But you know, you just rattled off some Canada something something. What was that shit you just rattled off? George Saint Pierre, GSP, oh, Canada's okay, champion. Okay, I, I didn't I didn't quite catch that. Yeah, George Saint Pierre, the one he said, yeah, he can kill a man with a with a with a ballpoint pen. Yeah, that that <laughs> dude is crazy, man. He's fucking insane, man. <laughs> Woo, my God. <laughs> That, that dude is fucking insane. <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't know if that's the right guy or not. Uh, I, I, I hope he, I hope he does good, man. He's been off for like nineteen, twenty months now, and uh, everybody's saying he's done with. And uh, he had a bad, bad ACL injury, which tends to take people out. And uh, anyways, I'm rooting for him. I know that. Uh, do you follow the fights much, uh, Neil? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I hope G- GSP wins tonight against Carlos Condit. You know, he's got a hard road ahead of him. Condit's a, you know, tougher fighter. Uh, I give props to my buddy Pete, who, as much as it pains me to say, somehow scored front row seats to the fucking show in Montreal, and now he is in Montreal as I speak, living it up, and he's periodically sending me text messages on my phone, gloating (laughs) about how he's in the front row and how I'm not there, and so thanks, Pete, and fuck you, and thank you, and fuck you. Uh, so oh, wow. now, but, but, uh, I also got to give props to Patrick Cote too. And I, and I wish, and I hope the best for Patrick Cote, another good Canadian who's fighting tonight in the, in the, in the, uh, on the UFC card. This is, this is his last chance. And if he loses this fight, he's basically out of the UFC. So done. He's, got, yeah, he's he, fucking done. Got, Got beat, exactly, done like dinner, and he got beat last time by Kung Lee. He got beat bad, so uh, I think it was decision or something, rather, whatever, last yeah, time. But you, when he, he, he's got to win tonight, and if he doesn't win tonight, that's it. So best best luck to George St. Pierre. He's going to need it. Best, best, best luck to Patrick Cote. If he's fucked, his career is basically over if he doesn't, if he doesn't win this one. What were you saying, Joe? I would say he said he said B player got his ass kicked, man. Fuck that shit. Shit. (laughs) Man, you know what, man? Shit. Let me let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all follow American football? Personally, no, I don't. I do. I'm a Steelers fan. You a Steelers fan? Yeah. You you think they're gonna do something now that Big Ben is out for a little while? What you think they're gonna do? Well, that's that's the problem, right? They had a didn't have the greatest start to the season. Now I don't know if they, I don't know what they're going to do with the backup. So, you know, I'm holding my breath. You know what I mean? They had they had a couple of successes. They were like at one point they were like you know, you know I think they were pretty good at one point and and you know and they were they were starting to roll. But now I don't know. Now it's uncertain. This is the way see Troy Palomalu still ain't really doing shit because he's been hurt all damn year. And, I don't know. Shoulder you know, injury or whatever he's got now. It's just like, you know, now, now like the whole, I don't know, like it's it's another off year, you know, after last year's fucking Super Bowl meltdown, you know what I mean? And now, I don't know, I don't know. Who are you going for? Man, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Everybody oh, yeah. laugh. Yeah, Dallas, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm a Dallas yeah, Cowboy fan. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I root for them every year. And you know what? Every year, I'm disappointed. But you know what? That's just me. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. But yeah. if if I if I had to pick a team to root for, 
It would probably be the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it'd probably be the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you still like Tony Romo? You still got faith? Huh? You still got faith in Tony Romo? Did you just faith last year? Man, I I got I just got faith in my team. You know, it's, and it's weird because last year our offense was good and our defense sucked. This year our defense is pretty good and our offense sucks. It's like <laughs> what the fuck, man. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. You know what I'm saying? So, sounds man, like the history of the things. Toronto Blue Jays, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the Toronto Blue Jays, you know what I mean? Every year they're like, we got great pitching. We're going to win this year. Holy shit. No hitting. The next year, well, oh, we've got the best hitting squad in the world. Oops. All of our pitching Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Y'all just got a, y'all just got our fucking roster from the Miami Marlins. That's why I don't fuck with them no more. Our owners are fucking full of shit. We just gave y'all a shit. We we gave y'all Jose Reyes, Josh Johnson. Yep. Uh, who else? Yep. We gave you pretty much the whole fucking squad. That's we gave you everybody except Mike Stanton. So <laughs> yeah, we gave you uh, we gave you Burley, <laughs> Mark Burley. Yeah, Mark yeah we Burley. gave everybody except uh, Mike Stanton or Giancarlo yeah. Stanton. So you know y'all should be pretty decent this year. Because uh, I, I, I'm just disgusted with the Marlins, so I didn't want to talk baseball right now. You shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be disgusted with Marlins. Be disgusted with the owner, Jeff Loria. He was the same person that uh, that, that destroyed the uh, the Expos. He, uh, and he shouldn't... You I know. know what? I know. You know what? I know. I, I know his history. Trust. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trust. You shouldn't be owning And when I team, say the Marlins, that's who I mean. His ass. I'm disgusted oh, with the Marlins. Talk about a son. Talk about a fucking... Scumbag, dude. I mean, he, he just he came in and he destroyed the Expos by underselling them, and then he intentionally sabotaged the team, and then he got sued by the city of Montreal, and then he paid like ten million dollars or something rather to, to to get out of that, and then he and then you know they won the they, they the Marlins won a series in two thousand four, and then he destroyed the team a year later. Three, and <laughs> And then he destroyed the team a year later, and then holy shit, the dude shouldn't own a team. That's the bottom line. Jeffrey Loria should be banned from owning a team from life. He's a, he doesn't care doing? about baseball. He's, he cares he's, about he's, money. He's a fucking he's a hustler, man. He, that, that nigga's a, that nigga just oh my god, that nigga getting over, and he takes the money, you know, because when you're a shit team, you know, you still get revenues, and he pockets that fucking money. You know what I'm saying? He fucking gets rid of most of his payroll and shit, and and the money that he gets, you know, it's it's, it's a whole bunch of ill shit. They're like they're they're investigating it's like, you know, he's he's they're giving themselves personal loans and all of this shit. He's not putting the money back into the team because when they give you that revenue, the, the, what you're supposed to do is put it back into your team and get a fucking roster. That nigga getting over like a motherfucker, man. He don't give oh, a fuck man. neither. You know what I'm saying? Well, he, he I don't know what the fuck he he. You know what I'm saying? Con the city of Miami in the building that fucking $600 million stadium, taxpayer funded. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wanted yeah. that shit. Shit. That's such but a huge I was like, that's my huh? Well, you got convicted of money laundering in Montreal. I mean, you got you to gotta understand. You know, well, he was, I shouldn't say he was convicted, but he was, he was charged with money laundering and racketeering in Montreal yeah. and a number of other offenses for, for, for what he did with the team there, right? So he's he's a he's a you know front and center. He's a what I call a criminal. Yeah. And uh, Look, for him is, to own a team, what? it's a disgrace. Mm-hmm. For him to own a team, for him to do what he's doing to a proud to a good franchise like the Marlins is a disgrace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for so much. 
it's it's funny because you know it's like I just look at some, a lot of these these rich cats. They do the same shit that you put the, the motherfucker on the street in jail for. You know what I'm saying? Now you yeah. you put these mobsters and shit in jail for money laundering. What the fuck you think Mitt Romney did? What the fuck yeah. he did, man? Motherfucking yeah, washing yeah. money and this motherfucking. I mean, goddamn. I mean, these motherfuckers doing mob shit. But you put the mob in jail. These motherfuckers get to walk free. That don't make no sense, man. Let these mob cats do their thing. Then if it's all that, be fair. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. get it, man. You know, you you put niggas in jail for this same shit. This, this all this is is street game. All they doing is street game at the highest level. You know what I'm saying? Well, That's all this is. Yeah. Shit is shit is amazing, man. Well, but anyway, you know, sorry, book the sorry, chill. Interrupting you there. Mhm. Uh, well, I just wanted to say, um, since since our last episode got cut there, and uh, speaking of Ronnie, I just wanted to once again congratulate you on the election results. Uh, that is uh, some awesome shit, man. Uh, I wish I could have been down there. Like uh, uh, Black Eye Hotels did a really good episode about that uh, Operation Silent Darkness, I believe was the name of the episode, talking about the day after. And uh, I, I wish I could have seen that shit, man. Like that's that's awesome, man. Fuck Romney, fuck him hard. He can go fuck himself. And uh, I couldn't be happier for you guys and the world that uh, Obama got elected. True that, true that. And Romney can still suck one. Trust me, them motherfucking Republicans still mad. But fuck them. I don't want to get them no more time on this show. Fuck them. Oh, oh, you're right. Fuck you're right. Um, so, uh, do speaking of that, uh, do you have uh, anything in particular that can suck uh, any of your dicks uh, this week? Romney, the Republicans <laughs> ain't shit changed. I told you the Republicans gonna be sucking dick at least till the end of the month, man. I told you that shit. They gonna be sucking dick at least till the end of the month. Ain't shit changed. Uh, Ronnie and the motherfucking just, Republicans uh, can suck dick, man. Straight dick, straight hard, <laughs> fat black dick. They can suck it straight up. We got we get this uh, part of the Halifax here. It's called we call the Rotary. It's uh, basically a circular roundabout, five six different roads all connecting. And there's something about that that makes people crazy. And uh, so I just, uh, like, uh, the wife just about got a fucking accident right there uh, this week. I just uh, avoided an accident, I think, like three times in the last month in there. And I just wanted to say to the bad drivers out there uh, who go through the rotary in Halifax that uh, those of you who are just stupid bad drivers, you can suck 10 out of 14 dicks because for fuck's sake, look where you're going. Just you're in the rotary doesn't mean you don't have to signal <laughs> or look at other cars. And for those of you that want to get out and fight, Right after you cut me off or cut my wife off or want to get out and fight a woman who's like uh, 115 pounds and fucking five feet four inches tall, um, you can suck all 14 dicks, motherfuckers. Like, come on now. Are you fucking kidding me? You want to get out and fight after you just cut somebody off? You should be ashamed. You should be fucking hanging your head fucking saying I'm sorry, you fucking douchebag. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's what I wanted to say on that. You got anybody? Hey, y'all white boys cuss funny, man. Damn, y'all cuss funny as shit. <laughs> fucking douchebag. Fucking douchebag. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny as shit. That's almost as funny as me reading uh, something written by a black person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, though. <laughs> uh, what about you, Neil? You got anybody uh, who can go ahead and suck dicks? Other than, uh, other than all the... Uh, uh, other than uh, Ted Nugent, who can suck eternal dick and probably fucking jump into a manhole and be burned into a fucking cinder. Um, and uh, nice. Dave Mustaine, who can do the same for all their 
all their anti-Obama comments. Um, I want to give a uh, a, a, a big uh, fucking thumbs down and and uh, and a big fuck off to John Voigt, who right before the election said, uh, we, you know, the GOP, you know, Republican supporter that he is, who claimed made the made the audacious claim, which he thought was right, that Obama was trying to uh, replace uh, God and. Um, make himself a god um so that's so uh a big thumbs down to john boyd who's gone off the fucking rocker and who's you know gone from being a respectable actor the worst kind of fucking piece of shit republican fucking gop cocksucking fucking hack you can possibly find um 14 out of 14 for him Exactly. May he rot in uh, in hell of his own devising and uh, go, you know, maybe he can to jump into a man, let himself on fire, rip his scalp off and jump into a manhole too. <laughs> That'd be nice to see. Um, I want to also give a thumbs down to the Chinese uh, leadership transition. Um, you know, I know there was big hopes for the... Uh, for for the you know the the, the you know the, the leadership transition that happened in China and uh, instead of addressing the countries uh, major problems which include the growing gap between the rich and poor uh, you know major uh, strikes and economic unrest and the and the gradual economic unraveling of the state instead of doing any of that by choosing capable people they chose a bunch of conservative old geezers to lead their country which is probably going to put them into a, a hole and lead to the uh, annihilation of the Communist Party in about two years and the replacement of the Communist Party with a, something even worse, which is probably going to be some, some kind of ultra-nationalist, uh, you know, some kind of movement, some kind of ultra-nationalist movement in China, which is going to be infinitely worse. So we have the Communist Party of China to thank for their own extinction and probably for for the next world war. So, and uh, <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> nice. Right. Well, I have uh, one more topic here, guys. We're getting, getting a little long here. If, uh, if you're cool with that, uh, we've got um, a little story going on uh, over here right now. We got a 73-year-old American woman who's been living with an 83-year-old Nova Scotian woman for the last 30 years. Uh, they're friends, quote unquote. Uh, nobody's suggesting anything more, but uh, leave that where it is. And uh, basically, the American is her caregiver. And she was deported back to the U.S. this week. Uh, they didn't have to go down there, um, but they went. Uh, both of them having no to go, basically, and uh, no transport. And they were living in a hotel down in Calais, and basically, uh, shit out of luck. And because of the news stories, uh, they were <clears throat> given a second chance. Uh, they came back up here and are basically being given uh, the opportunity to live here uh, with permanent residency and. Um, the basic story here is, you know, everybody's happy that that's happening. And my reaction to it was really kind of like, um, I don't really give a fuck about them too much. And I have to say, I kind of feel like it's bullshit that they would get a second chance. And like, we got this other story coming out now about this Libyan family who were deported back to Libya. Uh, four years after they came here, denied refugee status. Father was tortured. They ended up living for six months, uh, uh, he was in jail for six months being tortured by the um, Gaddafi uh, regime. They ended up fleeing to Malta, living there for a family with uh, 
four four kids uh, ended up fleeing Malta, where they did receive refugee status after nine months living in a shipping container. And uh, the judge here, a Canadian judge, has found that the uh, Canadian immigration services uh, was biased because they didn't even fucking look into the case properly. And my opinion on it is um, like. I'm not like is it racist of me to not give a fuck about these women because they're white and they basically have a free pass in every set everything in their life and you know like it's is that am I wrong on that like I I don't it's fucking bullshit the only reason they're getting a fucking reprieve on this is uh, basically they're white ladies if there was if they were any other race if they were any other uh, set of nationalities they'd be getting fucked just like uh, everybody else does with our immigration system. I just wanted uh, your opinion on that one, especially Chill, but also you. Well, you know what? I mean, basically, it's, what else is new? You know, I mean, that's that's just how it is. I mean, that that's how black people see the world on a regular basis. You know, and even the ones that have made a little something of themselves, got a little bit of money. You know, and they act like they don't see it. It's 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 there. They they see it. I mean, this is this is how it is. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, it it, it sometimes I just wonder. It, it it's I don't know. I just wonder when. You know, when are we ever going to get to a point where, hey, we just people. Either you're a good person or a bad person. You know, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I obviously, I, I don't know. Sad to say, I, I, I don't think we'll we'll ever see that in my lifetime. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's just human nature. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have no idea. But uh, it's, it's just sad, man. It's just something we see every day. I mean, especially yeah. being a black person growing up, you see that shit all the time. You know, people of. Uh, white people, I'm sorry, white people, it's like, it's like, it's like sometimes they get all the fucking breaks. But you know, sometimes yeah. they do. They get all the fucking breaks. Not making no excuse because, you know, black people are resilient people. You know what I'm saying? And that's real. And, 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 and I'm proud of that. You know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people, you know, with, within our own race, like they're ashamed of, of, of where we come from and, uh, you know, what we've been through. But I'm very proud of that because, you know, it's like in spite of and despite of what was done to us, you tried, but you didn't break us. We're yeah. still here. So true. You know what I'm saying? We 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 still here. You've thrown everything. You've thrown everything at us, and somehow, it's been a hard road, but we managed to overcome little by little. You know, you brought us over to this motherfucker, this raggedy motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We was chilling, titties out, playing our fucking congas. You know what I'm saying? You put us on the boats with the shackles on and shit. You want to drag us over to this raggedy motherfucker? Okay, fine. You, you know what I'm saying? This country was built on our backs. Our blood, our sweat, our tears. You know our history. Our families were fucking divided. You know, fathers were taken away from their families. Our daughters and our mothers were raped by the white man. So y'all know what it is. I ain't got to tell y'all what time it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't do shit. Wasn't allowed to learn how to read. But you know what? We overcame. You know, some of us snuck out. Some of us learned how to read anyway. Eventually, we got a little help from a great man named Abraham Lincoln. God forbid it. And he, it cost him his life. 
But that's what great people do, you know. Yeah. They they don't care about themselves. They care about others, you know. But at the same time, we were free, but we still weren't free. Y'all know the story. Yeah. Everything that happened, we we overcame. We were promised forty acres and all that shit. We ain't even get the goddamn mule. Fuck. Yeah. We 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 got ass to kiss. We overcame. You know. Yeah, we're to a point now. Yeah, we're a lot better off than where we were. You know, but we're nowhere near where we should be. You know, in terms of equality. You know, it, it just just. God yeah. damn it, just in terms of just straight righteousness, you know what I'm saying? We ain't nowhere near what we should be, you know what I'm saying? Well, we just, if you just look at the segregation in schools down there, I, I was listening to something uh, the other day about how, how segregated schools are now uh, to the point where it's it's almost as bad as it was before desegregation through through the system, the voluntary system set up now. Even, even places like North Carolina where they're doing voluntary desegregation programs where black and white parents actually get together to... Uh, voluntarily uh, take that apart and deliberately desegregate schools on an individual basis. It's the you know there's you still got fucking Republicans and other people trying to trying to have that disbanded. So yeah, I hear you. you no, know, it's just you know it's basically just one of these things. Everybody's fucking feeling all happy for these ladies, and it just seems to me like yeah. What else is new? Well, I mean, but you know what? Look, I'm not gonna shit on nobody's happiness. It's not the kind of person no. I am. You know, is shit fair? Nah, but you know what? Life ain't fair. You know, it's unfortunate about the... Where do you say the other people were from? Where do you say they were from? Libya. Libya? Okay, well, it's unfortunate in their case, but at the same time, I'm not going to shit on you know, the two white ladies' happiness. I'm not going to shit on theirs. You know, hey, ain't they fault they were born white, you know? I mean, yeah. that's one thing we have no control over. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I, I can't fault them for being white. You know, like what no. they say, I don't hate to play. I hate the game. You it's know? not them I, I, I have an issue with. You know, it's not them personally. It's it's the reaction every from everybody I've heard from as if it's this big, you know, triumphant fucking thing. And it's like, man, like, come on. <laughs> if that was just for once, if it was a family that or, or some people that weren't white that got that kind of story, that, oh, yeah, actually, you know, we rethought about this and there was bias and blah, blah, like. You know, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go on about it. doesn't necessarily have to be a white thing. could be an elderly thing. These are two old broads, man. Yeah. They old as shit. And then what, one of them sick? You know, could be, they could be applauding that. Okay, good. You didn't send the two sick, you didn't kick the two sick women out on the street. You know, it it could be that. You know, it just could be a simple feel-good story, you know. Yeah. It's hard not to cite race for everything that happens, you know. And I think we have to be careful when we do that, you know. Yeah. Because uh, when we when we when we pull a race card, you know, all the time, it 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 cheapens the argument, you know. So when there's actual when there's an actual uh, legitimate race uh, issue, people ain't they're not gonna take you seriously, you know. It's like little boy that yeah. cried wolf all the goddamn time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it 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 could be white thing. It could be just like, hey, all right. It's good that y'all didn't kick these two old biddies up in the street, out, out in the street. You know, it, it yeah. could be that. Yeah. You know, just whatever it is, I'm happy for them. I ain't gonna shit on their happiness. And it's, it's just unfortunate that the people from Libya, you know, and it just and it's fucked up because it just so happens, yeah. You know, Libya, you know everything that's going on now. Don't, yeah. yeah, it looks exactly. fucked up. You know, the optics are really fucking bad, but. It's yeah. unfortunate, but you know what can you do? You you, you got to keep your head up and you got to keep pushing, man. I hear you. Know? you. I hear you. What uh, what about you, Neil? You uh, hear about that story? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I did hear about that, and, and just you know, to get back to kind of what's happening at home, I mean, you know, I agree with Chill. I, you know, I, I actually mean, from experience, I mean, talk about you know the you know, experience of uh, you know of, you know of African Americans, Black people in the in Canada and the United States. I deal with it. You know, I I work with a woman, um, uh, you know, so and she left our team a little while ago, and I still work with her on and off, and I've always got along and. She's, you know, she's a, a you know, a, a woman uh, in our company and she works and, she, you know, she's African-American. She works in, in New York uh, City and, you know, and I was, it was, I got on, I got on the team with her. It was about, you know, about a year, a year and a half ago. And her and I always got along. Her and I was, you know, kind of, kind of really, really connected well. But I was talking to another person one time, a woman down in Atlanta. And this woman says, oh, she says, oh, this. She's, you know, I was talking to her and she said, oh, she, she mentioned when I was working with, and she said, oh, do you get along with her? And I said, oh, I get along with her fine. She said, oh, she just seems so, you know, so uptight, so, so offensive. So I don't know. She just seems like she's all so confrontational. I don't know. And I told her, I said, well, you, I, I told this woman, I said, well, you have to understand, you know, she's, you got to understand she's, she is basically, she's, you know, she's a black woman working in a, working in like a white profession and, she has to try she it's it's not as easy as it is for you to climb she has to try extra hard i mean to actually make an impact she's going to have to try you have to understand she has to try like 10 times as hard to actually get to where she is now just to get to where she is which is not a high position you know mind you where she but she has to try 10 times as hard just to get there you know what i mean it's a, it's a challenge most people don't face to yeah. be not only a woman, but to be uh, like a black woman in that profession, for her, that's like a, you know that for for anybody that's like a double whammy, that's like a triple whammy. That's that's something is I think as white guys, you know, living in this you know world where we have it, that's something we especially can't ever understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something we'll never be able to we'll never be able to understand. And I told this woman that, and I said, you gotta understand, this woman is. Not only, as I say, not only like a woman in this profession, but a black woman in this profession, and she has to try ten times as hard to get where she is. And you know, and, and and if she and and if she doesn't do that, like if she doesn't try ten times as hard, then people are going to dismiss her. They're going to say they're going to resort, and people in their minds are going to resort to racist stereotypes. And that's just yeah. the way it is. A lot of people are going to, because people's mind, in, 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 as my friend Carl once said, he said, most white North Americans consider themselves pretty literate and pretty non-judgmental. But when it comes down to it, most white North Americans are actually secretly pretty racist. And, and, and you know, if she doesn't try 10 times as hard, people are going to say, if, you know, if she backs off like, somebody else slacks off like if somebody else slacks off for example in the company and i've seen it before people are just going to say oh well they're just taking their time they'll get there Having a rough time, whatever yeah they're, they're taking their time they're getting there but if she slacks off people are going to say uh, people are going to start say, thinking in their minds oh she's lazy she's yeah. you know, all you know all these racist stereotypes right and people think that way still and and the worst part is we we think, you know, especially living up in Canada, the enlightened society, right? We think, oh, well, you know, it's, it's an egalitarian society. We can just, yeah. 
everybody, everybody, everybody gets along. You know, everybody's That's like-minded. You know, and then we and we lure in Canada. We lull ourselves. We kind of lure ourselves into believing these lies, right? That we're enlightened people, but we're really not. Right? Yeah. That's the part I mean? that always. That's the part that always drives me nuts. Is is you know just not admitting the situation. So that happens up here so much that people just mm-hmm. do not admit privilege. And, and to me, like, yeah, we'll never, we'll, we'll never know how much privilege we have because we're not going to lose it. You know what I mean? That's one of those things you're not going to really understand how much you have until you lose it. But you got to at least admit it and at least like, be cognizant of it and fucking aware. And that's something I find like Canada, despite all its fucking blah, blah, blah about equality, just uh, still hasn't caught. But um, we're getting getting on a little bit here, guys. So uh, that's that's the one I had. Do you have uh, anything else to add there, Joe? Nah, man. You know, like I said, you know I don't like to get deep. You always be tricking me and shit and be throwing (laughs) these damn questions at me and shit. You know I don't like to get deep in shit, nigga. You you don't like to keep it light. But on that that right there, you know, I I, I had to say something. You know what I'm saying? It's It's just like case in point. All right. A black man has to be an A student all through all through school, grade school, you know what I'm saying, all through college. You can be president of the Harvard Law Review, head of the Harvard Law Review, and you can become president and still get called a nigger. Mind you, we can have a C student, <laughs> a white man who's a C student, he can become president. You know? It's out on his military so, service. Yeah, so y'all do the math. Yeah, y- y'all figure that out. So, I mean, like the, what, what Neil said is absolutely true. You know, it's like certain things, it's like with a lot of black families, I'm sure, uh, you know, it's one of the things, you know, of course it's never discussed in white households, but in black families, you know, when you were kids, parents always sit down and tell you certain things. My mama told me from the get-go, sweetheart, you, always get, you, you already got two strikes against you. You're black and you're a woman. She told me that for the get go. Yeah. Now you're factoring the fact that I'm gay. That's another strike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Factor in whatever other factors you want to factor in, which I'm not going to go into. That's another strike <laughs> against me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm working with like five strikes here. God damn it, if I was in California, I'd be in prison for life. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just real talk. And see, these are the kind yeah. of talks that black families have. Like, like, Black families tell their sons, their young black sons, certain parts you can't go. This is how it is, you know. It's it's weird, you know. If if you only knew the kind of topics that were discussed in black households, you know, growing up as a kid, it's the shit that that I was told, you know, just stories that were passed down from generation to generation. It's real talk, man. That's real talk, mm-hmm. because for us, it's it it has been and it's still today. It all comes down to a matter of survival. I mean, that's that's just what it is. Because as you can tell with the Trayvon Martin incident, our lives are on the line every fucking day. And if a it's motherfucker looks at you and even corner. thinks you're gonna do some fucked up shit, that's your ass. Yeah. You know. I don't and know how, like I, what you were saying about people overcoming. I don't know how how uh, the average black mother or, or black man deals with it. And like, I don't I don't know how everybody. Crazy with rage all the time. It's always been one of those things like 
that that's really impressed me is, you know, like you, you look at what people thought would happen after slavery was abolished. They thought every black person in America would go crazy. And no, they just wanted a decent place to live and place to raise their kids. Like there's so many instances of that all throughout history where like you like white people were sitting there saying like, Oh shit, they're all going to go nuts. And it just never happened. And no matter what you throw, like, yeah, overcome. Yeah, man. Yeah. So just got to keep the faith. Just got to keep pushing. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. You know, and you got to study history. You have to, because history is there for you know it 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 really is what it is. It's a reminder. It's a reminder of things good and things bad. You know, yeah. and that's why you know I I I really think that it's important. You know, yeah. to to for especially for black people. In this day and age, the young black people, you gotta know where you come from. You yeah. gotta know your history. You know, it's important to learn about other cultures too. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but you're you, and it's very important that you understand and know where you come from. You know, and 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 just understand that uh, you know shit is different for you. You know, yeah. and, 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 and 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 you know the lessons that have been. Uh, that have been learned and passed down and handed down. It, 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 it's important that you pay attention, and and it's important that you improve on situations. You know that that yeah, they've gotten better, but it's important that you that you improve on those situations. It's it's just important that you just you just can't give up, man. You you can't stop fighting. You can't stop battling, man. It, it, it's a never ending fight, you know. Yeah. You know, like we, we that's basically it, man. Yeah. That's right. That's I'm hoping to raise my kids like that, man. To you know, make this world a better place than than you found it. But um, right. we're we're almost two hours, so uh, I'd like to thank Neil uh, very much for coming out. Uh, it's great, uh, really good having you. Thank you again for coming, and uh, it's been great chatting with you, man. We haven't got to uh, chat like this uh, in a while. You're gonna be home for Christmas this year. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, um, I'll be home for Christmas, and uh, and I hope to see you soon. And uh, I just like to say, it's impossible why uh, we don't Craigslist anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> you hey Neil, easy. say no more. Hey Neil. Hey Neil. Yeah. Hey, can you fill a nigga tank up? You work for the gas companies, right? Can you fill a nigga tank up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll try to get on that. All right, bad, 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 bad. I'll send him your details, Joe. Huh? I'll send him your details. <laughs> do that, do that, do that. <laughs> 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 hey, but for real, real quick, I'd like to thank uh, Rod and Karen. Uh, I mean, you you thank Karen for, for her supporting us and tweeting us, but I'd like to thank uh, Rodimus Prime because... Uh, you know, this was I think was election night. Uh he let me call him and and uh he let me bend his in and talk to him, you know, about this whole podcast and shit and Rodimus Prime just wanna tell you, uh, thank you so much. Uh he's very encouraging, you know what I'm saying? And uh you know, hey, it's it's just nice to know that uh you know, they're the masters. As far as I'm concerned, they're the masters. You know, you got Cho and you got Nilla. You know, they're the masters too. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I can't forget my people, Cho Nella. You know, I can't, I can't forget them. You know, with your gibberish talking asses. 
You know what I'm saying? But just Rodimus, just from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And Amber, God bless you. God bless you. You, you just a sweetheart, too. And Jay, I'm coming for your ass next week. You better have something good to tell me, God damn it. I'm coming for your ass, God damn it. Yeah, and that's about it. And everybody else out there, thanks for listening, man. Yeah. So uh, I promise you guys a little song for the end here. Um, we're going to play you the uh, track. Uh, it's called Time Machine uh, Massacre. It's from the album Creature Feature by the band Swamp Thing. And uh, they are available on uh, iTunes coming up soon, I believe. They are members of the background crew. Um, and i got to say, I, I love this track. Yes, line in the chorus, fuck a flux capacitor, especially got me but um with that thank you chill thank you neil and um i will talk to you guys uh soon see you next week chill and uh talk to you soon neil take it easy i'll see you soon and uh, let me just say this is the last time i'll ever get on the radio and um and i'm gonna light my hair on fire and jump down a manhole <laughs> okay Bye, you know they got medicine for that for that kind of shit, right? You, you, you know that, right? I'm uh, I'm too far I'm too far past that point, Joe. I'm too far past that point. Okay. All right, guys. I'm All going right. too far. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take it easy. Y'all take it easy. It's an opportunity. A man could change the world. He could go back, correct the mistakes so they never happen, make things the way they should have been. And who would decide how things should have been? H.G. Wells, time machine passengers, past, present, future travelers. O.G. H.G. time machine massacre. The pioneers fuck a flux capacitor. They used to say he was a madman Always locked up in that lab with his contraptions Passion to fix the past Whatever happened, yo, it must have been bad You could tell he was cracking, but yo You know the doc ain't no fool He needed a guinea pig, I needed some food I was down on my luck Pounding the booze, drowning in debt I truly had nothing to lose So I climbed into that infernal machine Time shifted and stood still Then split into three, I came to In the Mesozoic era without a bow and arrow You doubt it, but imagine the Terror, dactyls and giant insects, Hanna Barbera. The past killing the dab, still planet barbaric. Arrested evolution and those other side effects. Ask archaeologists about the butterfly effects. HG Wells, time machine passengers, past, present, future travelers. OG HG, time machine massacre. The pioneers, fuck a fuss capacitor. I'm waking up in the desert with sand on my face. A dino starts chasing me. What the fuck is this place? They got the box in the sphinx. I've unlocked all the kings. The time Travel, I've traveled to a place of missing links. I've been bottling schemes with my tabletop model machine. Old and wooden, but I follow my dreams. I'ma get to the past right from my dinner table. Rocking jets with the packs in the future. I'm enabled. Red crabs fill the beach. Last living thing in sight. If the future is the past, I'ma fucking live it right. They stole a time machine. I don't got no more stock. Living underground, motherfucker Morlock. People come in kindness is a future way of life. No ray guns, vacation is a speed of light. My inventions are dope. I am mentally the one Put you in the future box Like hockey penalties to come H.G. Wells Time machine passengers Past, present, future travelers O.G. H.G. Time machine massacre The pioneers Fuck a plus capacitor The whole scene was something out of a dream I didn't know how it could be Until I found the machine 
Hopped in it in a hot minute, then I thought, wait, don't know how to work it, gotta wing it, this is not great. I'm hitting every button, flipping switches, changing numbers, cruising in the driver's seat past days of thunder, and years of hunger pulling over when I find dwarves, battling with giants while I'm trying to do the time work. Had some problems in the past, and I'm still bitter. Traveled to the future, did my homework, and I killed Hitler. Caught a couple shows, Otis Redding, Bill Withers. Hit up the Ice Age just to see a real winner. I watched Armageddon getting confused. Went back and swam laps in primordial lose. School Socrates told Nostradamus prophecies. Got so high with Tim Leary that I lost the keys. H.G. Wells, time machine passengers. Past, present, future travelers. O.G. H.G. time machine massacre. The pioneers fuck a fuss capacitor. H.G. Wells, time machine passengers. Past, present, future travelers. O.G. H.G. time machine massacre. The pioneers fuck a fuss capacitor. Thanks. May I have some toast, please? Oh, when? Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you better get your lips ready. Hey, hey, if somebody donate a hundred dollars, hey, you might have some dicks to suck, nigga.